Welcome back, everybody. Here we are, episode six of the RFFL Immunity Pod. We've taken a little bit of a break, but have no fear. We are back. It is Thursday, March 26th, and we are here with some brand new content to uh, give you guys all the top best information that you need for this week. So I'm joined by two special guests, returning guests. We have Steve and we have Elliot. Go ahead, guys. Uh, Give us your introduction. Well, hey, guys. This is Steve again. They call me Raj with an OG. Elliot. Oh, hey, it's Elliot here. Um, Yeah, I'm the lead fan for the best team in the NFL now. Um, ranked number seven on the NFL's um, power rankings, I believe, for this week with all the new acquisitions. So, yeah, here to talk some COVID and talk some football. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. So it's been a little bit of a – it's been a couple days since we've done the show. Our last show was the Ladies' Night, which was received to rave reviews. And I even got a special voice message from steven's mother so very much appreciated i loved the message (laughs) it was awesome a great a great update from uh, down south carolina so we love you and uh, good to hear from you so my update this week um i've been still just working from home this is week two i think it's week two i can't even remember every day seems the same Uh, i think on wednesday the ontario government um put out more restrictions and basically told everybody, you know, it's more, it's, it's more of a lockdown to stay home, but the list of exceptions is still quite large. So it's very hard to even see what the difference was from Tuesday to Wednesday, but just having that in mind uh, coming up to Wednesday, I was, I was worried that there was going to be a little bit of panic buying in the stores. So, I thought I should go over to the beer store. It wasn't too busy. There was a bit of a lineup cashing out, uh, but guys were going through there pretty panicked, stocking up. I saw one guy with his cart with like seven cases of Michelob Ultra. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) I stocked up on a couple things. The most sold out item was Corona. I I think I got the second last uh, case of Corona. Uh, I got Moosehead and then I got some variety packs uh, Amsterdam, Cremor, some Collective Arts, some Steam Whistle. So I think I'm good for at least a couple weeks. I could probably even stretch it to a month. Uh, after that, I went to the Superstore again, but this time it was in the afternoon, and this was a big mistake. Um, hugely, hugely contaminated from this. There was people running through the store again, panic buying everything, could not get canned goods. You could not get toilet paper. People were filling up their carts. And to top it all off, the store has started doing uh, a distancing thing where they're not letting people come up to the cash. So they're holding a line one by one, and there's a guy letting, letting people up, telling them which cash to go to. And it's the same thing for the self-checkout. So we were in lines that, that ringed around the whole store just to check out. So I probably was waiting for 45 minutes, Definitely having the six-foot radius broken by numerous people, even though everyone was, was kind of doing their best. Did you and wear a mask? No, I, I, I tried to wear 
uh, my like ski kind of balaclava thing, but it kept sliding down and I just kind of left it at that. There was people wearing full on H95 masks and, and other stuff and some people not doing anything at all. So I was definitely contaminated from that. I came home, uh, stripped down all my clothes, had a hot shower. So here we are almost two days later. I have had no symptoms, so I'm feeling all right. Uh, and then just last thing today, uh, my parents came by. They wanted to drop me off a prescription because I, cause I think my allergies are starting to kick in. So uh, did that, but we, we did a nice little six-foot distancing, social distancing walk around the park and stuff. So that was cool. It was good to see my parents, and, and they're respecting the protocols now. So we're not, we, weren't, we didn't do any hugging or even uh, fist pumping or anything. So we were very... Uh, very good with the with the radius the distance so that's my update other than that my work has been um doing big time cuts and layoffs hour hour reductions some locations are closed um very stressful time uh so we'll see how we come out of that but uh for now i'm still employed and um yeah just taking it day by day so that's my update turn it over to steve patty can i ask you a question yes yes uh, about about your beer um so mm-hmm. something i wrote about on our chat group if if this was a normal week would you be buying corona uh, in the summer i would be in the summer if it was <laughs> like you know gearing up for a cottage or camping kind of thing i would if but i just kind of felt like mix it up i don't usually buy corona you know but i kind of felt you know get that summer vibe going with the corona and the lime uh that was that was my that was what drew me to it this time. But yeah, I normally I, I wouldn't unless it was like a big party weekend coming up or something like that. Okay. Okay. But Moosehead also, definitely, just, yeah, go on. I want to advise all our listeners that Collective Arts, if you like Collective Arts, they will deliver. I think your order has to be over 50 bucks, which isn't that much if you're gearing up for like three or four weeks in quarantine. But if you order over 50 bucks worth, they will deliver anywhere in the GTA. I think, um, well, uh, on the west side of the GTA for a $5 delivery charge. Oh, that's cool. Maybe so I'll you can have it come to your, time. yeah, come to your doorstep and they have tons more online than they do in the beer store. So check out collective arts for delivery. Okay. Good tip. Great tip because I can't get the beer store delivery here. I think I live too close to a beer store. It's only about two, two minute drive away. So I can't get LCB or beer store delivery to my house, but that's a great tip, Elliot. I think I might take them up on that offer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's turn it over to Steve. Let's have his update, and then we'll do Elliot's. Well, first of all, Patty, i got to say it's really great to be back on the show. Miss chatting with you. I'm really glad that you revived the podcast. I know the last episode with the females is going to be really hard to top, uh, but we'll do our best. I mean, the show's got to go on. People need the podcast, Immunity Pod for life. <laughs> Thank you. So my, my update won't be as long-winded as and exciting as, as yours was. Um, but the highlights for me were one going to Costco two days ago, um, <laughs> open at 10 AM, um, standing outside in that rainy slushy day was not the most fun. Uh, but everyone seemed to keep their distance with the carts in between us. And once you got inside, it was actually one of the most enjoyable Costco trips I've ever been a part of. There were no samples on the ends of the rows, people clogging the lanes with all their carts. There must've been only like a hundred people in the store. So obviously they were limiting the amount of people to come in and actually making it relatively safe inside to shop around. 
So that was pretty exciting. That was my big excursion outdoors. Other than that, I've been pretty strict with the quarantine. I do have to say that today was uh, my dog, um, Honey. It was her second birthday. So we had some uh, big festivities today. She had her little doggy cake, went for a big long walk. Uh, And other than that, just been working my butt off. So um, that's my update. Hasn't been too exciting, but keeping it real. uh, No symptoms. Symptom free over here. Nice. Nice. Okay, Elliot. All right. So, yeah, this week for me has been completely different than last week. Last week, I was home the whole week, um, working from our office and helping out a little bit with the kids here and there. Uh, we actually even took on Friday, we, since it was awesome last Friday, we took uh, the morning and went for a nice long hike uh, at Hilton Falls, which was great. I think Elizabeth mentioned that on the ladies pod. But um, yeah, this week's a bit, a bit different because um, I was asked to be in the office, so um i've been going into the office every day 7 30 um we still have a lot of uh, a lot of folks working from our offices and i was uh tasked with leading up the screening um for everybody coming in so i yeah i've been leading screening and ontario health who's kind of like our mothership keeps changing changing the screening protocols to to be in alignment with public health ontario so it seems like every day there's some new guidance, new symptoms, new uh, things we have to do. So tomorrow, starting tomorrow, all employees have to disinfect every single item that they're bringing into the office. So like purses and phones and keys and wallets and things. So that's going to be fun to try to get them all to do that with their stuff as they come in. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Who's uh, going to test? Who's going to test or make sure that it's done correctly or properly? Uh, that that would be me. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm standing there making sure everybody does it. I mean, I don't know really what I'm doing, but uh, it just needs to be done. There was a, a visit to one of the one of the other offices from the Ministry of Labor earlier this week, and so everybody got a little bit spooked um, because we we need to be following a strict set of protocols. So that's been sent all around uh, the province on how to do this um, for each of the lins. And so now I'm leading that up for Mississauga Halton. Um, yeah, I hope to be back home next week. I think once this is established and more and more people can go home from our office, I can probably start working from home again because I'm, I'm a little bit paranoid, way more paranoid than I have been. Uh, just, um, what's it called? Uh, desanitizing everything, um, using wipes all over the place. Like, it's crazy at work, so... Little, Elliot, you're like the COVID police. You're the COVID police of Mississauga Halton. Yeah, I, I enforce the rules. Can you issue fines? No, I can send people home, I think. If people aren't compliant, I'm pretty sure I have the authority to send people home. Oh, I would love to see what a fine looks like for like not listening, <laughs> you know, lice hauling down your purse. That'd be awesome. Uh, I've already, already had people complaining and saying, my purse is Kate Spade or coach. And I don't know what yeah, a, no a wife oh. will do. I'm like, maybe leave <laughs> that purse at home and bring minimal stuff to work. Do you think, do you think from kind of a, you know, a public health perspective, either of you guys, do you think the whole disinfect everything, this whole movement where, you know, now they're telling you, Oh, it can live on these services for the X amount of days. And, you got to disinfect everything and wipe down everything. Do you think do you think that's kind of going a little too far, or do you think it, it's it's uh, it's warranted? Because I I feel like people are getting really paranoid about 
you know, you bring you bring in your groceries. Now you have to wipe your whole groceries down. You everything everything has to be disinfected. Like maybe we should just be doing this all the time, anyways. But it just seems like it's really ramping up the anxiety on everybody. Yeah, hundred percent. It's ramping up the anxiety. The problem with it and why there's so much anxiety is because nobody really knows for sure. They did some scientific studies. There was a paper that came out said it could live for a couple of days on like steel and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, it, it is going to be a little overkill if we need to wipe everything down with Lysol wipes for the rest of our lives. I think uh, the risk is probably a lot lower. They do seem to think that it's spread more by direct contact with people or droplets in the air. So um, it's just an extra precaution because everyone's on high alert and I don't see it being harmful in the next couple of weeks as we're all just doing everything we can to prevent the spread. But eventually, you know, we're definitely not going to be able to wipe down all of our groceries every time we come home or Amazon yeah. packages. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. From my perspective, like if it, if you can do it and you can afford the time to do it, then, you know, why not go overkill right now? It can only benefit you. Um, like for my parents, they're desanitizing, like sanitizing everything that comes in through their doors, which I promote them. I want them to do that. For me, like I'll take some groceries and put them in the fridge or in the pantry and like not just not touch them for three days or two days. Um, and and that's good enough for me. I'm not sanitizing every single thing that comes through the door. But it's whatever makes people feel comfortable. All right. All right. Okay, guys, let's get to some of the questions here. Um, we had some questions curated by our brother Fitz uh, last week that we never got to. So we'll go through... We'll go through some of these. You can give me a long answer. You can give me a short answer. It's up to you. Uh, some of them are more serious. Some of them are pretty funny. So let's get into them. So the first one. So something you've been putting off, but now you have time to do. Uh, there has been uh, some kind of social media about don't feel guilty if you're not you know, learning a new language right now. You should just focus on relaxing or or, uh, you know, de-stressing. And then some people are like, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm improving on myself. So that's kind of the theme of this one. So what what are you doing right now if you have the time? Uh, self-improvement or not? So I'll go first. Um, to be honest, I find like I don't have that much more time right now. I, my work is as busy as ever. Um, but there are a couple things that I'm trying to make more time for. One in particular is yoga. I'm really into yoga these days. Uh, a friend of mine just launched her new app uh, web page. It's called Yoga at Home. I can do yoga at home whenever I want. Sounds Everybody awesome. Yogaathome.inc on Instagram. You can follow them and find all about them. And you can subscribe to classes. It's super fun. Um, I really like yoga at home. Okay. Good one. Good one. I think it's actually mm-hmm. yoga Tom, like yoga Tom. But oh, yoga. Yeah, we can om, we, om. Okay. we can post. Yeah, it's like bring the um home. But we can post we can post the site on the on the show notes. Oh, cool. Yeah, but yeah, we, the launch was last night. It was a great success. Uh, yeah, more more coming, more coming. Okay. Yeah, I'll when I when I read it, I, I read it as yoga thumb, but I don't really know much about spelling, yoga. But uh, yoga yeah, thumb. it's kind of based off Joss's uh, the street where her parents live it's tom gardens t-h-o-m so she's combined that name with um like you know yoga um so and he's also yoga at home like at home (laughs) exactly like it works on so many levels man (laughs) 
Exactly. Feet, like yoga is. Exactly. Um, what did what was the question? What am I answering? Oh, what am I doing? Yeah. So nothing to improve me. I, I was doing the intermittent fasting, I think I mentioned. And I said nuts to that. I need the best immune system I can have. So I'm going to start eating again. Um, I also gave up um, all sugary like liquids for Lent. Um, oh, yeah. Like anything beyond coffee and water I wasn't drinking. And I said nuts to that because we're giving up a million things now. So um, nothing to improve me. I've started. I've posted a couple of photos on the chat. I've started um, finishing under our stairs. We had a big reno last year. And one area that didn't we didn't get done was under our stairs where I'm making a little like um, hideaway space for our girls. So I've never done drywall before. So I'm putting up like little pieces of drywall and finishing under the stairs and then I'm going to mud and say, sand and tape it um, and then paint it and maybe order some stuff on Amazon to make it all fun and exciting for them. Uh, and yeah, make it a little like reading nook. So that's kind of like a project I'm working on. So more more working on our house than me. Nice, nice. Yeah, for me, um, there is a there's a a form I can send in that I can get my pilot's license to be validated in the states. So then, ever in the future, I can uh, rent down there, like if I was on vacation or something. So I'm planning on sending those forms in, but that's a long process. It's like a six month process, and I think you end up getting an appointment, and you have to go down. Um, to this one of the centers they have and you do like a in-person interview. So I'm just going to send the forms off and kind of start that process, but that's not too stringent. Uh, yeah. Other than that. Yeah. Just reading, playing lots of video games. Uh, yeah. Nothing too, too self-improving for me. Uh, still working full days. So I'm kind of tired at the end of the day and I just want to relax. <clears throat> okay. Next one. So one thing you could not live without during quarantine. Oh man. Well, obviously got to save family here. It's like my wife is all day long taking care of the dog and the baby. And then when I'm not working, I get to hang out with them. It's just the best release, especially like dog and baby, to be honest. I mean, just being with them when they have no idea what's going on in the outside world. Um, just brings a lot of joy to the life you know so i definitely got to say the family dog and baby too and elliot uh yeah sorry i was just thinking a bit yeah we've been the girls have been doing a lot of uh bike rides we've been doing a lot of, a lot of biking more so me walking with them while they bike but um that's been really awesome watching them get better and better at biking that's been a real fun thing they've gone biking every single day basically so I'd say that's keeping them sane, which is helping to keep, keep me sane. So those bikes are uh, are pretty clutch right now. Man, we should go biking. Yeah, I want to. I do. I got to get my bike tuned up a little bit. We could we could stay we could stay six feet apart from each other and and, and cruise. Well, I imagine you'll be way more than six feet behind me the whole time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, I can't really think of anything. Uh, of course, uh, living with my wonderful partner is awesome like i couldn't imagine um you know if you're totally isolated as a single person it would be tough we're thinking of wee wee at this time but he seems to be keeping himself pretty entertained with the board and with what's going on uh, maybe across the, the other condos around him so uh yeah okay so next one so something you think will forever be changed 
from this whole pandemic situation. Yeah, wow. You can get like super deep with this. Mm-hmm. Say something like capitalism will be forever changed, you know, like society in general or um, or travel. But that's too obvious. I think I'd probably go with uh, greeting people. I think the handshake's going to be dead after this. I don't know. It's going to be a while before uh, people are shaking hands again. Maybe it'll make a comeback. I mean, it's such a classic uh, greeting and gesture. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm 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 nervous about the handshake. Hmm. All right, Elliot. This is a good question. I I have three, but I'll make them quick. So one is I think people will um, go back to normal life after this is over, hopefully. Um, but um, but really appreciate more kind of the things they have at home and and the basics that they can survive with, and not feel like they need like a huge amount of stimulation and experiences and stuff to run their life. Like they'll be happy with spending time with family and spending time, you know, doing things at, in their house and working on themselves and that kind of thing. So I expect maybe that that will right. change people's. Um, the other thing is I think public health, like in terms of um, job market, I think like jobs in public health and epidemiology will be huge. Um, I think there'll be a lot of kids that want to get into healthcare because of this experience, um, which is great. And, you know, it's always good to booster, bolster that, part of the um, job force. And then what was my third one? Oh yeah. I, um, I think my, from like my perspective, Ontario health is like just coming together into like this big massive agency in Ontario. And they're looking at all these leases and everything um, and how to organize people. And I think it's, this is really going to change a lot of businesses and make them realize that they can work from home way more easily than they assumed that they could. And I think there's going to be, you're going to see a lot more, um, flexible work arrangements from organizations that never thought they could do it because now they're being forced to. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You see all that, uh, but uh, well, hey, this meeting could have been a call or or like I, I could still do my job from home and everything is still running the same. And it's like companies have uh, companies have always wanted you to be in the office, but now it's kind of proven that you don't need to be there at all. Yeah, it could be a lot cheaper. Uh, that That's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think uh, back to that. I like hand- the, Sorry, go ahead. I like Elliot's point about the, the epidemiology and the healthcare workers. I feel like everyone keeps saying this is like wartime, right? We're in a wartime. You know, after this, I think the world is going to be just elated and appreciate life and, and hopefully live it to its fullest, kind of like in the 20s or any, any period after war. But the real wartime heroes are definitely those on the front lines right now. It's pretty crazy to think that we get to hang out in our homes all day long and all we have to do is stay quarantined. And you got these nurses, uh, doctors, uh, emergency care workers on the front lines that are putting their life on the line every day. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. They're like in the trenches, right? That's basically the equivalent of, of wartime. They're the heroes in the trenches. Yeah. They're awesome. Like it seems like, you know, during normal times, you only really interact with a doctor, a nurse, hospital worker when, when something's going going on with you or your family, or maybe, you know, maybe delivering a child or something, but um, they're really shining right now. And uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta show more appreciation, I think, on a regular basis. Because um, yeah, without them, we got nothing. Uh, yeah, I think back to the hand the handshaking. I think you know everyone has kind of kind of laughed and snickered if someone's a germaphobe. 
But now it's like, well, the germaphobes are actually the people that have been doing it right the whole time. So it's like, what has everybody else been doing like with all these concerts and mixing on the beach and, and all this close quartered stuff. It's like all, all these behaviors that we've been getting away with for so long are now totally disgusting when you think about it. So I think that might change a little bit in society or, or maybe we'll all just go back to normal and everyone will just forget about it. And we'll all go back to the same disgusting things, you know, not, not washing your, <laughs> not washing your hands, sharing food with everybody, sharing drinks with everybody going on spring break and doing shots in people's belly buttons and stuff. Hot tubbing. Um, <laughs> well hot tub is full of bromine and, and chlorine doesn't that kill most uh most things I'm, yeah not all i've heard a lot of rashes and stuff coming from hot tubs not not your hot tub <laughs> but lots of hot tubs cause stuff oh yeah the hot tub herp it's a thing <laughs> okay guys well i had a couple more but i think we'll save them for next time because we're running a little long but uh we should always remember the best part of the show is the moves of the day. Maybe now it's the moves of the week because we haven't done a show for for since Friday, last Friday. So go ahead, your your NFL discussion. I'm going to leave it over to you because I, I think I went through a lot of this stuff um, last week and with the ladies. But any NFL thoughts, any NFL think, moves, go ahead. I think the big move that we haven't talked about yet was Gurley going to Atlanta, which I think is a perfect fit. Um, I think he's going to return to the old Todd Gurley at least for a year, then maybe blow his knee out, but he's the <laughs> second coming. Don't know if Ed has any keeps on him left yet, but I'll be targeting Gurley high in the draft for sure. Um, the biggest non-move to me is what are the Carolina Panthers doing? They ship away Kyle Allen, and they basically just cut in Cam. Cam, meanwhile, is on his Instagram looking more jacked than ever, motivated. I think he's going to come back and have a pretty great year wherever he lands. I, I said it before. I wish that the Colts had signed him instead of Philip Rivers. Um, and I've said many times, I think Cam's a scam, but I think he's going to be motivated to come back and, and show the league he's still got something. Didn't, didn't the Panthers sign Bridgewater, or did I miss that? Did they sign Bridgewater? Let me check right now. I like Bridgewater a lot. If they got Bridgewater, I think he's an upgrade from Cam. Oh yeah, that, yeah, they did get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, point. I'm way behind I, on my news. I talked about this. I talked about this last week, but it kind of falls under the radar. So and they also that's strange though, like to, to trade off Kyle Allen. Like he's still a decent backup, and you you, you need two QBs. Yeah. So the Panthers got not only did they get Bridgewater, they also got Robbie Anderson from the Jets, and so now they have Anderson, Samuel, and DJ Moore for Bridgewater to throw to. So I agree. Like, I don't think Bridgewater is a proven guy and he had like four good games last year, but um, I don't know. I don't know about Cam. I, I kind of hope that the Patriots get Cam because I think he might be the worst of Dalton River or Dalton, uh, Cam, and who else is the last one that's left out there? Jameis. Oh, Jameis. yeah, Jameis. Yeah, I think if the, the Patriots get Jameis, that's going to be actually quite a good move, but I'm not a huge Cam fan. Yeah, I know he's burned us all in fantasy in the past. I just, I just see that motivation shining through right now. He, he wants to prove everybody wrong. It's a big, uh, it's a big thing. I just still can't stand that Superman thing. 
I, that bothers me a lot. <laughs> he kind of stopped doing that though the past couple of years. He didn't do it as much. Yeah, because he's getting old and stuff. What do you, what do you think about Gurley and ATL? What do you think about Gurley and ATL, Elliot? Uh, yeah, I like him in ATL way more than Freeman for sure. Um, I think like uh, Ryan can take a lot of pressure off um, the stacked boxes that he might have been feeling a little bit more in uh, in oh. St. Louis. Um, so I think Elliot like loves Elliot loves the stacked stack boxes, boxes. In, the, in, the, in the you know. The big fronts. Oh, He's the, always keying up on those tapes. The scourge of the running backs, the stacked boxes. <laughs> so Julio will stretch the field, and uh, and what's that guy's name? The um, who's their young guy? The rookie. Um, he's not a rookie anymore. Their wide receiver. Fitzy had him. I can't remember. Anyways, their younger their oh, younger receiver. Mean. He's they're gonna stretch the field. Ridley. 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 Yeah. Ridley. Yeah. Ridley. And then Gurley's going to have a lot more space to operate, and and Ryan's pretty good with the checkdowns, and uh, Hooper's gone, so I think Gurley could do could do a lot of damage. What yeah. I what I was happy to see was I was reading a poll today, and they had the Bills ranked seventh overall in the power rankings for the league this year, and they were fourth in the AFC, only behind Kansas City and Baltimore, which makes sense to me. And then Tennessee, which I think the Bills could even be ahead of Tennessee. But they were seventh in the NFL, which was like a huge – that was a huge boost. Okay, I'm looking at the power rankings right now. Let's see how far up the Bucks moved because they probably were like 32. Oh, 12. Wow. 12. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess that's – I guess that's cool. Yeah. I, back, <laughs> back to back to Gurley, I was very surprised by the Falcons – letting Cooper go, I thought, what the hell are they doing? Like, is this some sort of rebuild? They're starting already, but they're still holding on to Ryan. Now they go and get Gurley. So now it's like, oh, well, they're doing a playoff push again. So the Falcons are kind of an enigma to me right now. I would have wanted Hooper as a main, as a main piece, but maybe he got uh, outbid. Maybe they got outbid. Hooper signed a record contract for a tight end, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there you go. <clears throat> Okay, guys. Any other any other NFL thoughts or any other final thoughts? One one thing just to tie it in. Saw the NFL gave thirty five million today. I I thought they could have done a little better uh, to the COVID relief effort. Uh, I think Sean Payton alone gave five million with his wife to Louisiana, New Orleans, and uh, the entire NFL's at thirty five million. That was a breeze. Contracts these guys have been signing, like if everyone just tossed over a hundred k in the league, which I'm sure they could, most of them could spare. They could do, they could do a solid hundred, hundred fifty million. I think it was Breeze with the big uh, charity, but maybe Peyton did some something too. Oh, I think you're right. I'm I'm off on my stats. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a big uh, a big number um, at this point. You're right. But it's been good to see over the past couple of weeks uh, some of the NBA players were supporting the staffs at the stadiums and uh, stuff like that. Um, but it's kind of also crazy when you think about just the state of things in the States. Like pretty much the private sector is the one who who is there to pick up people and it's not so much the government, you know, to run charity or to, to donate food, meals or, or money. Like you never see the government stepping up too much, but it's almost like the private sector and it's all like GoFundMes and private charities. 
Yeah, I hope we see a lot more of that. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of donations actually starting to donate medical equipment all over U.S. And, and Canada. And I hope it continues because I think everyone needs the help. Yeah, for sure. I think one, one other change I think could come from this is I think government should start to, um, these manufacturing companies should start to have like contingency plans. So like the, the automotive industry, like they should always be ready to make ventilators whenever they can. And like the perfume yeah. industry should always be on standby to make extra hand sanitizer. Like that could just be a secondary thing that they could be equipped to do. That would, yeah, I'm pretty surprised. I'm pretty surprised, you know, the past couple of weeks, it's all been, Oh my God, they're running out of masks and they're running out of uh, the PPE. And now you're hearing so-and-so company has this huge stockpile or this comp this country has a huge stockpile, like millions and millions of masks. It's like, where, where were all these things like two weeks ago when we were all talking about shortages everywhere? Yeah. I heard Toronto has a huge stockpile from stars that they were trying to check to see if they were expired or if they could still use the expired ones or not. Yeah. Where, what was it today? Some, uh, some masks were up today get, getting sent to New York or something. Aurora Cannabis donates hundreds of N95 masks. U.S. government has 1.5 million expired N95. Local un union sends 39 million. Like, where do they, how come these were not all accounted for before when we were talking about, oh my God, the hospitals are running out, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, even then, they still need that many because they're constantly changing the masks, constantly yeah. changing all of their PPE, and I don't even know if mask is enough. They they need, like, face shields or, like, proper full-body equipment. Like, you see what they wore in China. It's it's their entire body is not mm -hmm. exposed, right? They've got, like, full gowns zip up at the back, and that's how they did it. But here, we're lucky if we have a mask and some goggles. Do you see Bowers, yeah. Bowers on board now making face shields? They're They're going to start producing them. Which is kind of cool. I saw cool. those. Those look awesome. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they don't fog up. <laughs> I saw some sports store was like like taking jerseys and turning them into like face coverings as well. That was kind of cool. But yeah, maybe everybody, every company, every government has to just stock up in these types of things because this thing's going to come around again in, in the future. Mm -hmm. They will for a couple of years, and then everyone will forget about it. <laughs> forget that this ever happened just like, like a major pandemic happens once a century and nobody's ever prepared for it when it does so hopefully that's the case and this one just passes and we all live our lives like uh, every other one that's why this podcast matters because we'll look back and be like oh yeah shit we got to be ready yeah <clears throat> well yeah back to spring break i think i'm doing spring break in south beach this year yeah we oui, we oui. next year <laughs> all right guys any final thoughts any final questions I'm just super happy you brought back the pod, Patty. Pod for life, community pod. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Helps yeah. keep things uh, keep things fresh. Well, the guests the guests make the show absolutely. So <laughs> uh, as long as as long as we have a good uh, roster of guests and people are interested in coming on the pod and and having a good good discussion and having some fun, then uh, we'll do the show. Nice man. All right. Okay. Well. Good night, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, thanks, everybody. All right. Night, Patty. Night, Steve.